Good morning, family, and welcome to the 25th Silver Anniversary of Strong Tower Bible Church. All this month, we will be celebrating with friends and family from across the country. Twenty-five years ago this month, Strong Tower Bible Church was birthed. From the YMCA to the Franklin Factory to Granny White Pike, God has been faithful to us. Psalms 118.23, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The Lord has been a keeper for strong tower. The Lord has been a deliverer for strong tower. been a provider for Strong Tower Bible Church. We reflect on God's faithfulness towards us. Come on, Strong Tower, let's celebrate our Lord this morning. My, 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 God is so good. He's so amazing that he allows us to journey with him in his work of redemption in the earth. And I thank God that he selected Strong Tower. He raised up Strong Tower Bible Church 25 years ago to be one of his many local churches, local expressions of his kingdom and his love in the earth that men and women may know about Jesus Christ, be saved, discipled and sent back out into the world. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for Strong Tower Bible Church. What a privilege it is to be here. We get to be here today. And God is so good that we get to hear from one of his choicest ser servants in the country, especially in our city in Nashville. And I'm speaking about Dr. John Faison Sr. Uh, this man of God is the pastor of Watson Grove Baptist Church, not far from us here in Nashville. And he and his wife, they have been doing a phenomenal job um, declaring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. I love this brother. I'm so honored that he is coming to speak a word to you during our anniversary month. Uh, uh, he is respected. And he is also, uh, um, how, how do I say this? He, he is in demand across the country. Um, people call on him to speak in their churches all across the country. But what I love about John is that although God has given him a national platform, he has not forgotten home. His church does many works in the community to revitalize, to rebuild, restore, repair the community of Nashville. 
Um, he serves the least of these in the city, but also he goes out and he speaks to great men and women of stature across the country. And he's the same no matter where he is. You're going to hear the word of God. And so Strong Tower Bible Church, would you welcome my friend for our 25th anniversary to share a word with you, Dr. John Faison Sr. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. In the name of God, our Father, and his Son, Jesus the Christ. What a joy, what a privilege and an honor it is to be able to share today uh, here at the Strong Tower Church. Uh, I know that we're online and we are digital and virtual, but I simply believe that where two or three are gathered, even virtually, God meets us in the middle of that moment. And I'm excited to be able to share and to be able to celebrate 25 years. Oh my goodness, man, 25 years of God's favor, but also 25 years of the faithfulness of Strong Tower and the faithful leadership of Pastor Chris Williamson and Lady Darina Williamson. They are some of my favorite people. Uh, I praise God for them. Sir, ma'am, we salute you. Uh, we praise God for my big sister, big brother, and uh, just grateful, honored by the invitation to be able to share. Um, I believe God has something to say, uh, and so we want to jump right in. But let's bow. Let's go to God. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment that you've afforded us yet again uh, to dive into your word. Uh, we pray, God, that you will meet us as we go forward. We pray, Lord, that you will lead and guide us as we share. We pray, God, that you would let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart allow it to be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, preach through me, to me, and for me. Send a word so your people are edified. But in all things, it's your name that receives the glory. I bless you for the treasure that you've placed in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Punish not your people now for the frailty of your preacher. Allow me to say it the way you want it said. God, my, uh, my gifts are not good enough. I need yours. My strength is insufficient. I need you. Have your way. Do what only you can do and say what only you can say, and we'll be careful to give you glory, honor, and praise, both now and forever. Bless your people, God, that receive your word. Allow the seed of your word to fall on the soil of our souls that we might be transformed forevermore. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, I would like that you would go with me in your Bibles to the book of First Kings. First Kings chapter 17 is where we will spend our time today. First Kings chapter 17, beginning at verse one. I read from the New Living Translation. First uh, Kings chapter 17, beginning at verse one. Here's what the word says. Now, Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kadith Brook east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. 
Listen, I want to talk today with the Holy Spirit's guidance and with your prayers from the subject benefits are included. Benefits are included. Beloved, there is a principle of life that all of us live under, regardless of where we live, how we live, when we live, or even whom we live with. This principle applies. Here's the principle. Every choice has consequences. That's right. Every decision we make has attached to it the responsibility for the reactions of that decision. Now, you, you don't always uh, get to choose the consequences of those choices. You always get a choice. Don't let anybody take away your agency. You always get the right to choose, but you don't always get to choose the repercussions of those choices. And most of us have lived long enough to have experienced this principle play itself out in our lives countless times. As a result, we've learned to weigh our choices very carefully because we know that even when the decision itself is over, its consequences can be irreversible and often they can last beyond even our own lifetime. This, I believe, is one of the reasons why some people are reluctant to respond prophetically and stand for God in this world. This is one of the reasons I believe that there is a uh, resistance and a hesitancy to engage in countercultural expression in this world. It's not that we don't believe God needs our witness. We, we know that we see the brokenness in our world. We know that we need to stand, but our reluctance to respond usually stems from our understanding of the principle we just described, that every choice we make comes with consequences that we have to manage. And for many, consequences simply are too great, so they choose not to engage, not to get involved. Thankfully, history remembers and reminds us of the many courageous folks who chose to stand for God and do the right thing regardless of the consequences. The, is, the, the list, rather, is endless of people who have chosen conviction over convenience. In fact, in the month of September, here in Franklin, Tennessee, we celebrate such an occurrence. We celebrate the Strong Tower Bible Church. A church launched 25 years ago with a vision of racial reconciliation, a vision of all being equal at the foot of the cross, a vision given to uh, Pastor Chris, one that has stood the test of time regardless of the challenges. And because of that conviction over convenience, that willingness to stand and to stay steady regardless of the storms that came to arise, we celebrate, we honor God, and we appreciate appropriately what God has done during that time. However, there may have been more behind the choices that people make to choose conviction over convenience than we have perhaps previously considered. I mean, we always talk about the burden of standing for God because of the consequences that come with it, but we usually overlook the fact that there are also benefits that come with standing for God as well. Walk with me for a moment. Listen, if God is a God of justice, as scripture reveals, then God must also be just as well. 
Now, what does that mean? It simply means God is fair. God has to be righteous. God is equitable in God's dealings with you and I. See, God has all power, but we only have the power God gives and allows. Contrary to popular belief, we and God are not equals. God is greater. So then, beloved, it, it is not fair for an omnipotent God to require us to be God's ambassadors without providing for us the power and the incentive to do so. I said that too fast. I'll say it again. I said, if God is just, meaning that God is fair and righteous and equitable, then it is not fair for this omnipotent God to require you and I to be God's ambassadors and then God not provide for us both the power and the incentive in order to execute what God requires. Therefore, whenever God calls you and I to stand for him, we can absolutely be assured that that same God will stand for us. Beloved, maybe, maybe, just, just maybe. That's why uh, the courageous folk we celebrate, like the Strong Tower Bible Church family, made the choices that they made. What if, what, what if they chose to stand with God because they got a glimpse of the benefits that come with it, And they quickly discovered that those benefits far outweigh the burdens that came with their choice. Y'all, let's be clear. Let's be clear today. There are benefits that come with standing for God and those benefits by far unequivocally outweigh the burdens that come with that choice. The problem is that we rarely recognize the benefits because we are often so focused on the burdens. But beloved, I, I, I want to suggest today that, that, that if we made a practice of rehearsing the benefits God has for those who carry the burden of standing for him, we might not ever choose anything else ever again. We, we might mess around and discover that the benefits actually make the burdens worth carrying. A quick glance, a quick glance at some of those Benefits are seen in the initial prophetic employment, if you will, of that troubler of Israel named Elijah. Elijah, Elijah here in our text is sent to Israel to speak truth to the king of Israel, Ahab. Now, Ahab is son of a previous king named Amri, but the Bible tells us he did even more evil in the sight of God than his father. Not only did he make bad choices and bad decisions, he got engaged with bad company. He marries Jezebel, who worshipped the Phoenician god Baal. Now, here's what Ahab attempts to do. Ahab builds a temple to Baal in Samaria. Now, his intention uh, was not to replace the God of Israel. It, it, it was to worship Baal alongside the God of Israel. And I can tell you, whenever you try to put anything uh, on equal standing with the God of the universe, you're always going to run into trouble. And so what happens is God sends Elijah to tell Ahab that in response to him leading the people to sin, there would be no dew nor rain. Until he said so, this prophecy is meant to be a direct offense 
to those who trusted in Baal. I, I, I don't want you to skip over this because this is what I would like to uh, uh, term a gangster prophecy. You understand? This, 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 is, this is not light work that God is doing through Elijah. Elijah is sent to tell them there's going to be no dew nor rain until I give the word. Now, why is this so gangster? It's gangster because Baal, beloved, was considered to be the God of fertility, but it was also deemed to be the Lord, watch this, of the rain clouds. So then by stopping the rain, God is showing Israel and everybody else who's watching that the God of the universe, the God of Israel is the one who sits high, looks low and controls everything. If you want rain so bad, pray to Baal. If you want your crops to be fed, pray to Baal. You want the drought to end, pray to Baal and see, can he bring any rain and any dew and see, can he handle what needs to be handled? God is proving, punishing the people, but also proving at the same time that Baal is a false god. Now, Elijah steps into this arena and begins to make this prophetic declaration, knowing that there's going to be consequences for the steps that he's taken, knowing that he's going against what is popular, knowing that he's going against the grain of everything that culture is putting before him. But he stands with God and he carries some serious burdens in order to walk in this prophetic office. And, and I got to pause for a moment here because uh, we live in a day where everybody wants titles. Everybody is seeking to be an apostle and a prophet. And we've seen these titles throughout uh, the, 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 this dispensation of the church. But please know in the Old Testament, nobody was chasing being a prophet. No, 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 nobody was signing up to be Prophet, that there were no middle school career days where kids were saying, when I grow up, I want to be a, a, a prophet. No, 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 nobody was chasing this title because in the Old Testament, prophets died. They were killed. They were tortured. They were caricatured. They, they, they on their best days, had bad days. They, 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 there was a price and consequences to be paid for being a prophet. Yet, because Elijah stands for God, and Elijah does what God calls him to do. Yes, they're burdens, but he also carries and receives some amazing benefits. And beloved, that, that there are a few uh, benefits that are that are revealed here in this passage. I want to share with you and I promise I'll be out of your way. You can have your Sunday morning back. Listen, listen, what, what, what are the benefits that, that that are given to Elijah that, that are also uh, universal and given to you and I when we stand for God regardless of the challenges. Well, here's the first one. Uh, first benefit you get when you stand for God is you get strategic placement. That's right. Strategic placement. What, what does that mean? It means that when you help God, God knows how to hide you. Beloved, most most prophets, most prophets, when they are introduced, their lineage is given. Most prophets, when they are introduced and shared and brought onto the Old Testament stage, we get at least their father's name, their mother's name sometimes. But for Elijah, all we get is that he's a tishbite from Gilead. There is no fanfare. There's no uh, regal celebration. There, there is no announcement on the surface. It almost seems as if Brother Elijah is inconsequential. But could it be? God hides him in the text and hides him in the terrain and hides him in the setting uh, b b b because he didn't want anybody to see him coming. 
Uh, maybe Elijah is able to prepare in obscurity for his moment of obedience. God keeps him under the radar so he can be shaped by God without human interference. Beloved, I don't know about you, uh, but I've learned to thank God for the times that God kept me hidden, that, that, that God sheltered me and protected me, not from the enemies, but perhaps even from myself, that there were times I wanted to go too fast and God had to pull me down and slow me down and pull me back so he could protect me from myself. He was hiding me so I could be effective when I got revealed. God does the same thing for Elijah for us that he did for Elijah. You, you, you need your Bible today. Verse two says this, God sends Elijah to hide by the Kareth Brook where it enters the Jordan River. No, no, notice Elijah here in the passage has just prophesied that a drought is coming. And as a drought develops, people normally begin flocking to bodies of water, places like a brook. But God hides his prophet near the body of water, exactly where his enemies may be found trying to quench their thirst. You, you, you missed it. I'll give it to you again. Uh, Elijah has prophesied that there's a drought coming. As the drought comes, people affected by the drought flock to bodies of water. God drops his prophet and hides him right to the place where his enemies might come. God hides Elijah in plain sight. They are near him, his enemies, but they can't see him. And because they can't see him, they can't get to him. Did you know that when you mess around and stand for God, God has a way of covering you even in the presence of your enemies. When you stand for God and do it unapologetically, God has a way of standing in between you and those forces that are seeking to destroy you and to dismantle you and God will raise up a standard so that you can be protected. God doesn't have to doesn't have to kill your enemies. Sometimes God keeps your enemies right there and in the presence of them, he blesses you anyway. God gives for those who stand for God strategic placement. But there's another, there's another benefit God gives here. It's not only strategic placement. God secondly gives supernatural provision. God provides for those who stand for God the benefit of supernatural provision. What, what, does, that, what does that mean? It, it means that God can take care of you and I in unexpected ways. God knows how to handle what needs to be handled. See, while Elijah is doing God's will, let's be honest, he still has some basic needs here. He, he needs food. He needs water. He needs Shelter. Here's the question. How, how, how in the world is he going to get his needs met while he's hiding as the Lord has commanded him? You got your Bible? You need it. Verse four. Here's what it says. God tells Elijah, drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. Did, did, did you know, did you know that God uses ravens, ravens as expert caterers for Elijah's meals. God, God turns the raven uh, fleet and flock into Uber Eats for Elijah every single day. He doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He simply has to be where God told him to be and his provision. He doesn't have to chase it. It finds him. Did you get that? Did you get that? That, that, that when you get where God wants you to be, you don't have to go 
after what you need, it will find its way to you. I, I want you to know God using these ravens here is a supernatural provisionary occurrence. Why is it supernatural, you might ask? Nope, no, 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 no problem. The text tells us that ravens are the ones who are contracted for this particular catering job. Ra ravens, ravens. You, you do know ravens are birds of prey. They are scavengers. Ra ra ravens, you, ravens don't naturally feed you, ravens feed on you. They eat human flesh. They eat the bodies of animals and, 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 and the bodies of cadavers that were left in the wilderness and in the woods. They, they, they don't naturally feed you. They feed on you. But because Elijah is standing for God, God uses what, what should have worked against Elijah to work for Elijah. Did, did you know? that you have the benefit of God, whenever you stand for God, that God has a way of using the very ones who want to pray on you, that they'll end up providing for you. Did you know that God has a strange supernatural way of using your very enemies to bless you? I, I, I bet if I could pass the microphone through Cyberland, uh, many of you could testify that you've seen times and moments and seasons in your life when you should have been destroyed, but God used unexpected characters to be a blessing to you. I bet Strong Tower even has a testimony that when enemies raise themselves up against, uh, 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 against this church and against this vision, that God used what the enemy intended for evil for its good. Ravens, ravens are scavengers. It's supernatural because ravens are also, according to the text, unclean. You, you, you do know uh, Leviticus 11 and 15 tells us that ravens are unclean. They should not be eaten, nor should they be eaten from. And it's because they had a diet that consisted of insects and dead animals. It was against the law. But because Elijah is standing for God, I, I want you to know God suspends the rules. That, that 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 God uh, changes and shifts some things so that Elijah can have what he needs. Can I tell you that God often can use what we call unclean and unacceptable to be the very vessel that is used to bless and provide for you? If I had time today, I'd tell you that there are ravens still alive today. There are ravens still functioning in the 21st century church. In fact, uh, the millennial generation and younger might be the ravens of the church. You, you, you know, you know those ravens, you know those ones that we call unclean and unacceptable. You know the ones who don't dress like previous generations. You know the ones who might be a little bit different in their expression and their experience. Yet God, if you will pay attention and if you'll open your life and your space and even your churches, to what God is doing through them. God can use that raven that those generations to extend the life of the church. If I were, if we were in uh, person today, I'd tell you, nudge the neighbor beside you. I can't do that. So nudge that neighbor on your couch and tell them, stop running the ravens away. God is using them to bless us. God, 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 listen, it's supernatural because the ravens, the ravens are unclean, but it's also supernatural because ravens couldn't bring very much. Ravens are beaked animals. They got to carry their food in their mouths, which means the heavier the food, the more their flight path and trajectory is altered and impacted. They can't bring a lot. Some scientists would say they could only carry about a pound of flesh in their mouths. That's all they could take before they could fly. 
But God takes that small amount because Elijah is standing for God. They bring Elijah meat and bread. And God uses seemingly small packages to give Elijah more than he needed. God uses these small vessels to do exceeding and abundantly in Elijah's life. I want to tell you that when you stand for God, God has a way of using the small things to be major blessings in your life. That God knows how to take care of you and I and God does it in seemingly unexplainable, in immeasurable and unfathomable ways. God will take the small spaces, the small things things, the things we disregard and throw away and use them to bless you in a way you could never imagine. I told you there are benefits that come with standing for God. You get strategic placement. You get uh, a supernatural provision. But, but there's another benefit here in the, in the passage I want to give to you and I'll let you go. Here it is. Uh, when you stand for God, you'll also get number three, sustained power. Yeah, so sustained power. What, what, is, what does that mean? Pastor Faison, what, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. I'm telling you that God knows how to keep you covered when life changes. God knows how to take care of you and still provide, protect, and preserve you even when life shifts. The passage reveals to us that Elijah's time at the brook being fed by the Ravens catering service was amazing. It was extraordinary. I told you it was supernatural. But it came to an end. It, it lasted about three and a half years, but it came to an end. You, you got your Bible. You need it. Verse seven. Here's what it says. Uh, but after a while, the brook dried up for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Watch this. Uh, Elijah is doing what God told him to do. Elijah is in the place where he's supposed to be. Elijah has been obedient to God from before this time and even through this difficult season. Yet the brook still dries up. The brook that's feeding and, and quenching Elijah's thirst dries up. What happens when you've been faithful and the brook still dries up? What do you do when, when you've been consistent and trustworthy and dependable? You've done what God told you to do and the brook still dries up. Matter of fact, the brook dries up because of his obedience, not because of his disobedience. Yet, when this season ends for Elijah, watch this. There's no panic in Elijah. Why? Because Elijah knows something you and I need to learn, and, and that is this. Seasons always end. Every season. That, that's how seasons work. Good seasons, bad seasons, in between seasons, they always end. There's a start date and an end date. And Elijah knows that while this season was used to take care of him, the season itself was never his supply. And boy, I wish I had time today to talk to somebody who knows something about seasons changing, but your supply remaining. 
Know something about going through a pandemic that that shakes the very foundation of everything that you thought was stable. And yet throughout this time, you can testify God has been faithful because when seasons end, supplies don't run out because the season was never your supply. God was. Watch, watch, watch what happens. Watch what happens uh, in providential fashion. When the brook dries up, God provides for Elijah. One season comes to an end and another season begins. Verse eight and nine. Here's what it says. It says that God connects him, Elijah, to a widow in the village at Zarephath. Here's, here's what I'm trying to get you to see, that when you stand for God, your season might change, but your supply will not. When you stand for God, be where God has put you. Stay committed to the assignment God has given to you. There might be seasons that will come and go, seasons that will start and end, seasons that will shift and shake the very stability of your soul. But you need to know your supply has not changed because your season was never your supply. God was and just how God ends one season God knows when and how to start another beloved I gotta let you go I, I, I just I just want you to know that standing for God will provide you benefits that you cannot imagine you'll get strategic placement you'll get supernatural provision you'll even get sustained power standing for God yields benefits in your life that you could never estimate, expect, or anticipate. But I also need you to know that often those benefits will put you in burdensome places. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 you get benefits, but often those benefits are located and dropped in burdensome and frightening and scary and unpredictable places. See, see, when we read this passage and we hear about the widow at Zarephath, we often get super excited. We get overjoyed because we see, oh, God came through again. But before you shout and get too excited about Zarephath, I want you to take some time and discover what Zarephath is. You'll discover Zarephath is a coastal town that sits between Tyre and Sidon at this time in Scripture. Not, not, not only is it a coastal town, but beloved, it is ruled by Jezebel's father. His name is Ethbel. Oh, you think life has been difficult for Elijah this last three and a half years running from the decrees, the edicts and the threats of Jezebel and Ahab? Wait till you get to Zarephath and discover that the father of the queen you've been running from for the last three and a half years is the mayor of the town you just got assigned in. That's that's what happens to Elijah. He gets dropped in Ethbel's city. And Ethbel, y'all, uh, 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 rather, Zarephath is the heart of Baal worship in Israel. Elijah doesn't get elevated to an easier place. Elijah almost gets dropped in a harder place. It's a dangerous spot. It's a daunting moment and season. It's a demonic place. It's a deadly place. And yet, beloved, that's where his benefits are. 
God has a strange way of sending, often assigning us things we are called to do that are not easy. They're difficult. They are challenging. They, 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 they are confrontational. And, and by nature, walking in the assignment and the calling you've been given creates enemies for you. Can I tell you, I wasn't there 25 years ago, planting a multi-ethnic church in the heart of the South. I, I wasn't there, but 25 years ago, stepping out on faith, chasing after a vision of reconciliation that God had given you under the banner of, 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 of Jesus Christ. I, I wasn't there, but I can tell you it was a, it was a daunting challenge. It's a dangerous season. It, 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 it was scary at times. And I'm sure even 25 years later, it still is. It still poses its challenges. It still poses its various obstacles. And yet, when you say yes to the scary places, when you say yes to the big visions, when you say yes to the frightening advances that God pushes upon each and every one of us, you discover that the benefits are not on the, on the mountains. The, the, the benefits are, are, are scattered in the valleys. It, 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 it's, it's when you do the hard stuff that God calls you to do, that God protects, provides, and gives you exactly what you need. I want to tell somebody, walking with God might require you to Change your address to some difficult places, but you need to know that God's benefits are going to meet you right there. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe Elijah, ask Jesus. Je Jesus would tell you coming down through 40 and two generations from the right hand of the father to come mess around with you and I, people who are fickle and frail and fragile to, to, to give his life for you and I. That wasn't easy. It wasn't simple. It was a dark and daunting and deadly task. But because he embraced the will of the Father, came down and died for you and I on a Roman cross, buried in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, his benefits kicked in. The Bible tells us he was raised from the dead. Not only was he raised from the dead, Paul says now he's been given a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Beloved, walking in difficult seasons is never the preferred path. But I want you to know when you accept the burden of doing what God says, benefits are included every time. The will of God will never take you for well, the grace of God can't keep you. I want to pray for you today that you will embrace this path of difficulty and resistance and take lessons from Elijah and even from your own history, Strong Tower, and see that whenever you do the hard right, God covers and keeps. Let's bow. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this reminder. Thank you for your word.
speaks to us and calls us to a higher fidelity that calls us to seasons of conviction, not convenience and comfort. That calls us to walk with authority and power, even in the most difficult of moments. Yet, Lord, we're grateful that whenever we go where you tell us to go, you meet us there. You take care of us. You provide for us. Teach us how to trust you when the storms begin to rage. Teach us how to trust you when life becomes treacherous and fearful. Remind us that God doing your work and doing your will will always yield results in our lives. Thank you for keeping your promise that you never leave us nor forsake us. Give us the strength to keep going and to keep saying yes to your will. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. My, my, my. Have you ever been at a meal and feel like you are about to burst because you've eaten so much and you loosen your belt and you're like, oh, boy, I ate good today. And I want to let you know that, man, I ate good today in the kingdom of God. I thank the Lord for his word that the man of God delivered today. Oh, I'm full. I'm excited. And I'm ready to work it off in the world. I'm ready to go out and apply what I have heard. I hope you are ready to do that as well. Uh, but, but, but above all, my cup is full and I'm running over because of God's mercy and his grace. And so uh, I, I just want to conclude this service by, by praying for us. But before I pray, I want to extend an invitation to membership, if you want to become a part, an official part of this particular local church, we have a class coming up, a Zoom class on September the 26th, uh, beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. So we want you to sign up for that class and make it official, become a part of a local church. And as I always say, if not this church, please find a church somewhere. You don't want to be out here as a sheep in these last days without a shepherd and without a sheepfold providing encouragement and accountability. So if you're thinking about this church, come check us out in the class. But above all, I hope that um, you have checked out Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of Lords and the King of all Kings, the one who came to save us from our sin, died on Calvary's cross and resurrected on the third day. And it's through him that we can have a new life, a new beginning, a new future, a new hope, a new everything. And if you don't know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. So I encourage you right now, open up your heart to God and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. I need your son, Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for me. And I believe he rose again from the grave for me. And I receive him. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Pray that prayer. Pray a prayer, something like that. There's no textbook prayer. But the point is, is that your heart communicates to God saying, Lord, I, I want your son. I need your son. I trust your son. And if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, please let us know at info at stbch.org. And if you have trusted the Lord for the first time, or maybe you've trusted him for the first time a long time ago and you have never been baptized, 
Would you allow Strong Tower Bible Church to baptize you so that the world will, will know in a physical way, in a demonstrative way, that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, Lord, and God? We would love to baptize you. So contact us here at the church and we can set that up, a baptism for you. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, uh, don't forget, Wednesday nights, we are back with Bible study, okay? And we are going through the book of Habakkuk, uh, where God will take us from a burden to a ballot. All right. I, I know we all need that word right now with everything that's going on in our country. Lord God, would you take us from a burden to a ballot, to a place where we can worship you anyhow? And that's where the prophet Habakkuk was able to go by the time he finds himself in what we call chapter three. Uh, but last week we talked about how faith is critical in the life of a believer. And he gives us the word. God gives us the word in Habakkuk chapter two, verse four, that the just shall live by his faith. So no matter how hard times are, no matter how much harder times will become, we must live by faith in a God who knows all, who sees all, who loves all and who controls all things. So let us live by faith. You know, he uh, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. As a matter of fact, let, let me try to do it the way I know how to do it. <laughs> you know, he walks and talks to me. I'm never alone. He's my rock strong tower. I'm sown in the stone. Oh, what joy it is to have Christ inside to build me up where I'm weak and tear down my pride. I was filthy like trash. Dirty sin would show. But praise the Lord, I'm washed. Now I'm white as snow. I've been redeemed by the blood. Death has no sting. Spiritual songs and psalms all day I'll sing. I'll smile through trials and walk by faith. Uh. One more. I'll smile through trials and walk by faith. Mm. One more. I'll smile through trials and walk by faith. And on the God of Abraham, I'll always wait and I'll preach this word even to the death. And I'll praise the Lord with my last breath. And I'll take this rap as far as it'll go. And I'll witness for God until I'm six below. But then I'll rise from the earth because he rose first. Feels so good inside. It feels like I'll burst with the joy of God. This is no facade. Praise him in good times and when times are hard. Praise him in good times and when times are hard praise him in good times and when times are hard yo god is dope <laughs> yo that's the only reason that i can cope and i got some hope in the god who stuck with me and he's closer than coca-cola i'm rapping off the top don't you know uh i got a benedict and let you go uh but until then give up the glory nt uh. <laughs> way strong tower we got joy we got jesus we got everything we need for life and godliness. So let's go out into the world and make a difference because church begins when we leave the building or in this case, when we leave our homes, that's when church begins. All right. So let's pray that we might be the church now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that is working within us to him be glory majesty dominion and power in the church now and forevermore and all of God's people said amen 
And all of God's people said, amen. And all of God's people said, amen. Happy anniversary, Strong Tower. God bless you. Go and make a difference. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Strong Tower Bible Church, where Dr. Chris Williamson is senior pastor. We hope you enjoyed worshiping with us and will join us next Sunday morning right here for our 1030 a.m. service. Be sure to stay informed on upcoming Strong Tower Bible Church events and activities. Download the Strong Tower Bible Church app in the App Store or visit our website at www.strongtowerbiblechurch.com. We pray you have a a blessed, wonderful, and safe remainder of the day, and we'll see you next week, same time, right here at the Tower. Seven,